Hello, everyone. You're listening to a special episode um, titled uh, Christmas Ghost Stories. Um, I just want to let everybody know that in this episode, there is going to be talks of um, of murder and other hard-hitting topics that are associated with ghost stories. There's also going to be talk about legends and mythology that may... Um, that you may not want to hear about or you may not um you may not want to know more if you are on the on the more religious side of things but I do would just want to give that heads up that little bit of an advisory that this uh this episode does deal with those topics anyways uh thank you so much for thank you so much for listening to the episodes if you haven't checked it out my previous episode giving light talks about all the religions and I also have the other episode, one of my favorites I've ever put out, is Christianity, Paganism, Far From anyway, far from Enemies. <laughs> I can speak very well. Also, side note, I am taking appointments for the holidays. Feel free to send me a message. I am on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I am on TikTok now. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's get to it. Uh, the episode starts now. Uh, just a little side note on this episode. I am avoiding the historical accuracy of Christianity and paganism and conversion. Just because I wanted to keep this episode very, very positive. Even though it's dealing with ghost stories and in essence horror stories. So in this episode I do mention about an aspect of uh, pagan customs being the norm. It, obviously it was because uh, paganism existed before Christianity, but I didn't want to get into the into the discussion of the conversion of it. So I actually omitted that and just kind of glossed over it. I just do I just also wanted to put that disclaimer in as well. Um and last and certainly not least, I do plan on covering uh Christianity and Christmas because you can't spell Christmas without Christ. And I, I do want to do a little feature that will most likely be a video as opposed to a podcast episode. But I just wanted to add this little part in just to let everyone know. And of course, because why would any of my disclaimers be short? <laughs> Anyways, the new uh, this new episode is starting now. For real, I promise. Starting right now. I'll stop talking and then you get to hear me talk. <laughs> It's Heather here, HJ Medium, coming through with this wonderful Christmas episode of the podcast. Um, you've heard of A Christmas Carol, right? By Charles Dickens, Ebenezer Scrooge, or maybe you've seen the movie Scrooged with uh, Bill Murray. There is a long history with uh, Christmas ghost stories that happen, and... A lot of people uh, don't realize how common it really is to to come across these tales, uh, whether they are fiction or based on reality. They are part of uh, they are a part of American history and, and European history as well. Let's um, uh, 
let's just take a, I'm just going to go over a couple that I know. Most of these take place uh, uh, take place in the Victorian era, which I think um, really has a lot of those traditional ghost stories that everyone's used to reading. It's so often associated with Halloween that uh, people just, you know, you kind of forget. But anyone get a little weirded out when they see like a horror movie come out during Christmas? <laughs> um it's not that it's weird I mean for October it's definitely expected but towards the November December time you're just a little put off by it it's definitely um, but you want to see it if you're an avid horror movie fan and I am I haven't seen uh, the latest that have come out uh, it's always a little unsettling just because Christmas and Yule and Hanukkah is, you know, even Kwanzaa, they're all like uh, associated with happiness and love and light, the return of the light. But what do you benefit from hearing a ghost story around the holidays like that? What, what, do, you, what do you get out of it? And that's why I spend a little bit of time, a little bit of time researching and hopefully I can put out some stories that I've come across, um, some that are based on reality, some that I'm sure you probably heard of and just never thought about again, but somehow, like, you'll see it and you'll be like, oh my goodness, this is really, like, it is a real story. <laughs> Anyways, a quick background, if you didn't check out my previous episode, Giving Light, I am going to read a little bit on the Winter Solstice or Yule, the Return of the Light. Um... The winter solstice occurs when the sun reaches zero degrees of the zodiac sign Capricorn, usually around December 21st. This is the shortest day of the year in the northern hemisphere. The word solstice comes from the Latin sol setit, which means literally sun stands still. Also known as Yule, the holiday marks the turning point into the sun's descent into darkness. From this point, the days grow steadily longer for a period of six months. Thus, witches celebrate this Sabbath at, as a time of renewal and hope. Pagan mythology describes the apparent passage of the sun through the heavens each year as the journey of the sun king, who drives his bright chariot across the sky. In pre-Christian Europe and Britain, the winter solstice celebrated the sun king's birth. This beloved deity brought light into the world during the darkest time of all. So that little bit makes sense as to why there's so many, um, so many ghost stories around that time. Um, I'm just going to continue reading a little bit. It's easy to see parallels between the old religion's myth and the Christmas story. You can also see the theme expressed in the custom of lighting candles during Hanukkah and Kwanzaa, both of which fall near the winter solstice. In these religious practices, light symbolizes blessing, joy, and promise. However, the Yuletide celebration goes back even further to the ancient Roman observance of Saturnalia, the festival of the Roman deity Mithras, which was held from December 17th until December 25th. The cult of Sol Invictus, or Invisible Sun, which, with which Mithras is often associated, may have predated the Romans by several hundred years. Um, they talk about, um, I mentioned the Victorian era, and it talks about basically the celebrations of uh, Yule and then with Christmas uh, Christianity barring from pagan customs and the best way you could say about that 
is we call it pagan customs now it's probably the norm and it was a norm in an area a norm in a region and they just uh, adopted to it because it looked great with snow uh it's hard now to think of the holidays without seeing um without seeing those colors without seeing uh things uh that are associated like a yule log a mistletoe things like that research on it a lot of um, a lot of tales if you were to do an online search for Christmas horror stories or Christmas ghost stories a lot of them are fiction based but a lot of them also stem from these underlying themes of being in a type of darkness as you're waiting for the light to return, as I had mentioned previously when I read that passage. I was looking a little bit online, and a lot of what you'll find is modern and classic Christmas ghost stories. You're not really seeing a lot of authentic real stories, and so I kind of thought about it. And it comes to the realization that no one truly wants to, if you're going through a haunting personally, you really don't want to talk about it around Christmas time. Um, You are most likely celebrating with your family or celebrating with your loved ones. And uh, things always get a little crazy around the holidays. I don't know what it's like uh, for you, uh, the listener, how your holidays are. But mine can be a little bit chaotic. It's a, I come from a very big family. So they, they can be... You don't have time to worry about ghosts. <laughs> One of the stories that I found... That... Was really, uh, was really awesome. It came from mentalfloss.com. And... Y- when you look at this... Um, You're always going to see a Christmas carol, but I found this one. The Ghostly Queen Returning Home at Hever Castle. So, if you know the Bolin, if that name sounds familiar, if you're a history buff, um, Anne Bolin is notorious as the second wife of King Henry VIII's ill-fated wives. To marry Anne, Henry spent years seeking a divorce from his first wife, Catherine of Aragon, and went over to sever England's relationship with the Catholic Church in Rome. That's why they had the Church of England. Um, it changed the course of British history. Uh, there's talks that the ghost of Anne Boleyn, perhaps the most affecting, is the version said to haunt her childhood home at Hever Castle in Kent. People say that every Christmas Eve, the spectral figure of Anne Boleyn can be seen slowly gliding across the bridge over the River Eden toward her family home, where she was her happiest. That's creepy. <laughs> um, if you've seen the movie with Natalie, uh, Natalie Portman, um, there, that's, uh, I've seen the film, and uh, it, it, a lot of those things did take place. But uh, I've looked it up, 
Um, it's just that those stories like that are a little creepy. Um, if you're a Sleepy Hollow fan, I found the Headless Horseman at Roos Hall to be a great one as well. Um, Roos Hall in Suffolk lays claim to being one of the most haunted houses in England. The 16th century hall had a number of sinister connections, including a gruesome hanging tree, an oak tree planted at the side of the old gibbet where numerous criminals were executed. Um, That's another one that was really, really creepy. A lot of these are uh, take place in Europe. I'm trying to find one. Ooh, here we go. This one, the haunted dining room at the Crescent Hotel, takes place in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Built in 1886, it is rumored to harbor numerous ghosts who seem to be especially playful during the holidays. One Christmas, the staff came down to set up the dining room only to find the Christmas tree had been moved from one side of the room to the other. Another year, all the menus in the dining room had been scattered around the room. Other visitors have reported seeing groups of ghostly dancers clad in Victorian-era clothing whirling around the deserted dance floor. And it's like a lot of hauntings in Kent in, uh, in England. Found that out a bit. Oh, I mean, what is it about the Victorian era and these hauntings? Um, that was another aspect that I decided to look up as to why that uh, why that seems to be just so heavily associated with holiday ghost stories. to uh, Charles Dickens. Uh, He's really associated with a lot of these Christmas tales. Um, That took place in the Victorian era, uh, 19th century. It was a tradition, uh, just because I pulled up an article from the Smithsonian Magazine. It was a tradition that Puritans uh, frowned on. It's, it's stated that it never gained much traction in America, but I actually do beg to differ because if you've seen um, the horror movie advertisements around the holidays, you let's um, say those stories. I, I think that's the thing. Um, apart from A Christmas Carol, uh, his stories regularly included this I, this old, like an old uh, an elder elderly man who'd be visited by these these spirits that will tell him that he, you know, he has to change his ways. It's, um, that's like a little bit of the common theme on there. The interesting part about the return of the light and how that works is It, it seems to be this aspect of knowing that the year is coming to an end and you have to sort out everything that happened prior, like this opportunity to redirect your life. And the only way that you can be do, you can do that is to, to look back at the darkness, look back at the haunting parts and try to shed some light on them, not only for yourself, but for your future. 
which is interesting in in paganism Samhain is referred to as the new year so this is the part where it can get a little confusing if you if you are if you identify as a, a practitioner and you follow paganism the wheel of the year you know how to make both calendars work so it's the witch's new year on Samhain and then there's the actual new year the turn of the year uh, for everybody else which you know December 31st to January 1st um In many ways, we take uh, we take that time on Samhain to honor our ancestors, do that time to uh, go through our lives because we're following the harvest season into the into, into the holiday season, uh, into Yule. So this is an opportunity for everybody else who isn't to do the same. Uh, that's something that could be translated from pagan customs that have been around prior to Christianity. I think I think that's amazing. I think that's absolutely amazing. There's uh, like in the many ways how how similar it really is. You just celebrate it at a different time. One of the most interesting stories that I like about the holidays is you know that that saying the uh, you know of Santa and, and you know. And talking about if you're naughty or nice, and if you're going to get presents under the Christmas tree. That makes me think of an interview with Justin Timberlake where he was so relieved that Santa's parents told him Santa Claus wasn't real because the idea of some strange man breaking into your home via the chimney, like, petrified him. (laughs) I think in the interview or something, he was like, it's breaking and entering. (laughs) Um... I laugh at that, but it's this notion of you can even incorporate elements of law of attraction where, you know, if you're really, really good, you're going to have a really good Christmas, a good return of the light. And if you have some questionable things going on in your life, then maybe you're not going to get so many good presents. And, you know, it makes you focus on the present. And and I could, you know, go on with the wordplay on that, but that's probably another aspect of it. Um... The Victorian era is from 1837 to 1901. So there's, uh, there's, it has to do with Queen Victoria's reign as well. And then there's, uh, Geo, uh, the Geo, Geo, I, I, I know I can say it. Then there's another era after it. It's, uh, the Edwardian period as well um it's uh it's definitely those aspects have stayed with us everybody knows like everybody knows the victorian era because when you think of you know those times and you think of even the founding of the country uh which happened in the 1600s if i'm not mistaken like officially uh yeah, you just see those clothes and you know uh, that you're like in a different world when you pick up a history book. Um, there was... When people talk about life in the Victorian era, you are talking about a very, very harsh class warfare too. 
so you're talking about fancy clothes you're talking about um just basically everything you can relate to now to even but then you have people who were in poverty who were working very very hard and they didn't get paid very much money uh cool thing by the end of it all uh there were some changes that were made to include everyone but that could be why there's like this um there is this or this energy around Christmas too when you talk about the Victorian era that's a little you know dark it's a little scary it's a little spooky uh, that has to do a lot with the class warfare that was going on shift gears a little bit and talk about Christmas horror movies um, I mentioned it a couple times I want to go over some some of the most popular ones um, uh, that I'm going to mention is Gremlins the 1984 film <laughs> I laugh but that is a Christmas movie you have a Christmas horror story that came out in 2015 and one of the fun the synopsis uh, that I, I loved I, when I looked it up I'd love to read it not even Santa Claus is safe <laughs> so that's a good one then there is another film The Lodge that came out in 2019 uh, this has to do with a winter cabin over the holidays and it, it, it's basically like it's a family oriented story and it seems pretty good I don't want to give too much away in case you want to watch it but basically the father had to leave, uh, leave for work and he left to his kids in charge of his new girlfriend Isolated and alone, a blizzard traps them inside the lodge as terrifying events summon specters from Grace's dark past. See, that's just a keep a theme that keeps coming up. Then there is Silent Night, and this has to do with a, a, a vicious killer dressed as Santa Claus. Then there's the ginger dead man. <laughs> Gary Busey's in it. So it seems pretty uh pretty cool movie. Then there is Black Christmas. Now there's the original film, if I'm not mistaken. Uh and then there was two remakes. Um, there was the 2019 2006 remake I'm pretty sure the other one was from the 70s or the 80s I just know I just know that there there was definitely an old film with that as well but they do primarily well when they come out and a lot of them, I mean, apart from the, you know, the play off the 80s films or the late 70s, 80s films that deal with uh, the slasher uh, genre, um, 
which is a style of art that is missed it's you know now we go into the the details in horror movies where those movies left things to the imagination which i always found it was was always worse when you didn't see it and your mind had to finish the story um that's something i would like to see brought back to uh horror film the whole genre in and of itself um atm which featured josh peck if you know drake and josh the nickelodeon show you uh the the actor himself lost a, a lot of weight but i saw atm it was a bit silly but it's um it's a, it, it was an okay film it's a good film to pass the time and kind of watch the original black christmas film was a uh, 1974 so I just found that up. I just looked that up real quick. But there is some... It has to do with the contrast of it. Definitely has to do with um, dealing with aspects of guilt. And dealing with, like, this, you know, you're at home, and it's snowing, and, you know, it's supposed to be wonderful, and then you gotta deal with crazy, either it's your past, or, you know, some, some type of, uh, slasher, or even paranormal, to the paranormal extent, uh, messing, messing with your holiday. Stressful. (laughs) It's like a lot of stress. Like, celebrating with your family and preparing and buying gifts isn't enough, now you have to deal with this. Um, that's really uh, cool Uh, let's provide and I say that like as if I'm doing this with a team of people I want to provide some validation on some things Um, do hauntings happen around Christmas they do hauntings do happen around Christmas As a psychic medium, this is probably the most difficult time to provide a mediumship for the reason that it's an emotional time in general. It's generally positive. It's really positive. But with um, when you do mediumship around this time, is you are reminded that that person is not physically here with you. And that always hurts. That's always uh, painful to deal with, and that is something that I always advise uh, clients um, to. It's you have to prepare yourself for that. Um, in terms of spirits uh, walking around and being uh, being with their loved ones, this is a wonderful time to know that your ancestors are around you, especially if you do celebrate the holidays. They are. They love being around their family. Alright, let's go into actual figures of mythology and legend and, um... Uh, most famous of all, you must know, is Krampus. Uh, they say that he is Santa Claus's uh, uh, evil counterpart. It's celebrated on December 5th uh, in Austria 
other parts of Europe and there are actually towns here in America that have their own Krampus nights. Another one that I found that was pretty cool that I, I, I found it I found it to be funny. Um, not <laughs> a little a little odd. Um, was uh, I want to say uh, Grilla if I'm saying that cor- uh, correctly. Uh, she predates the Yule Lads and Icelandic legend as the ogress who kidnaps, cooks, and eats children who don't obey their parents. She became associated with Christmas in the 17th century, and according to legend, she had three different husbands and 72 children, who caused trouble ranging from harmless mischief to murder. As if the household wasn't crowded enough, there's the Yule Cat, and that lives with Grilla and she was such a, the ogress is such a troublemaker that the onion blamed her for the 2020, 2010 eruption of this very Icelandic name named volcano that I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce but I'll spell it out it's um it's like Ija Fila Joku something to that effect and forgive me if that is completely way off but it's E-Y-J-A F-J-A-L-L-A-J-O-K-U-L-L Volcano um, Then there's the, the Yule Cat The Icelandic Yule Cat Or Christmas Cat And he's not a nice cat In fact he might eat you <laughs> Also tied to Icelandic tradition In which all those who finished All their work on time Received new clothes for Christmas While those who were lazy did not this was mainly treated as um, to encourage children to work hard, and parents told the tale of the Yule Cat that um, that if you didn't behave and get all your work done, um, the, the cat will eat you. It's all about working hard to get new clothes. Um, those are some of the figures associated with... Uh, with Christmas that have that you know Halloween vibe to it anyways I hope that this episode uh, made you laugh may, uh, kept you a little informed maybe you want to start your own tradition of telling uh, Christmas Christmas ghost stories or talk about legends I know that as far as for the for this holidays I, I do plan on maybe watching um, Scrooge with Bill Murray it's one of my favorite films um and if you know Bill Murray Ghostbusters it all makes sense (laughs) there's there's a lot of logic to what I'm saying and I stand by that Um, anyways thank you so much for listening to this episode wherever you are I hope you have a wonderful holiday and um, get ready for the new season of the HGA Medium podcast and I'm so excited to bring on guests and to be able to talk about various topics uh, in spirituality this is it's gonna be it's gonna be fun i am super super duper excited again much love to everybody much love to my clients thank you always for uh, supporting me and um and uh, just uh, just a lot of love and a lot of gratitude for everything anyways i will catch you on the next episode next season (laughs) 